millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone. You're listening to Red Pill 78. As always, my name is Zach Payne, the Corruption Detector, and this is another edition of Red Pill News for Saturday Night Livestream. Joining me in the studio tonight, first of all, returning guest, Patty Greer, and new guest, Penny Kelly. Penny is an author. Patty is a filmmaker. And we're going to be talking about the mysteries surrounding the phenomenon of crop circles tonight. And you guys know me. I like the things we can measure. So these ladies have brought the sauce. And we're going to be getting into a whole bunch of different things tonight. If you wouldn't mind, I would sincerely appreciate it. If you wouldn't uh, consider hitting the like button or hitting the red pill if you're over there at pilled.net. Uh, also consider sharing the broadcast on your favorite social media platform. We've got links for both of these fine ladies here that you can go ahead and check out their previous work. We're going to be passing that out during the broadcast. We've also got links, of course, in the description. And we'll get a proper introduction to them in just a moment after the message from our broadcast. Sit back, relax, and grab your popcorn, and we're going to be right back after this. 
So recently, I've told you guys about a breakthrough new anti-aging remedy that I've been using that keeps me energized all day long. I just take a teaspoonful of C60 Evo olive oil in the morning, and I notice better mental focus, flexibility, and physical endurance. Now, it's rare to feel improvements this quickly. I also end up sleeping deeper at night, so it's really helpful. Their peptide and ESS60 hair and lotion renewal formulas are exceptional because they really work. And C60 Evo's lab has been manufacturing this Nobel Prize winning miracle molecule for 32 years in their Houston, Texas Patriot-owned lab. ESS60 is the upgraded version of the Carbon 60 molecule. It's specifically made for both people and pets. It's a potent and effective way for people's lives to be improved all around the world. So maximize your health and enjoy noticeable results with C60 Evo organic edible oils, skin serums, and pet products. You can buy with confidence from C60 Evo, and you can use my personal code for a discount at checkout. Simply go to c60evo.com forward slash redpill78, and then when you're there, use code redpill78 for an additional 10% off your entire order. Once again, that's c60evo.com forward slash redpill78, and when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right. <laughs> of course, because I had to reboot my uh, my computer, everything in terms of my assets is not working properly. So give me just a second, and we will do a proper introduction. All right. There should be us, and then here is the chats. And thank you very much, ladies, for joining us tonight. Sincerely appreciate it. You guys all know me. I'm Zach Payne. Uh, on screen with me right now in the top left is Penny Kelly, and on the bottom is returning guest Patty Greer. Patty, we'll begin with you. How have you been since uh, the last time I saw you, which wasn't all that long ago? No, I think it was a couple of weeks. We were promoting C60 Evo, and you amazed me with your testimonial. I just loved it. It's nice to have something that's making a difference in people's lives. And I just mentioned off the cuff that I made all these movies about crop circles and that I knew something that most people didn't. And it's because of Penny Kelly that uh, after seven documentaries that I made, I still didn't know the science. And then I met Penny Kelly and it was just like, ow, you're hurting my brain. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Penny, it's a pleasure to meet you and to have you here with us for this conversation. Uh, but why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? How did you get involved in this subject specifically? Oh, my. <laughs> um, uh, literally, I got a phone call out of the blue one day from some woman I didn't know, never did meet her, never don't even remember her name. She had read one of my books, and she was working with Dr. Levengood in the lab. And she said, um, he would like to meet you. He would like you to come to the lab. And I'm like, who? who? <laughs> and it's that's how it started. And I had been wishing for probably, uh, at that point, I'm going to say maybe 15 years, wishing for science, somebody with a real science background and skills and, and research abilities to get interested in what I was researching, which was consciousness, which I had gotten into because of a full-blown kundalini experience or set of experiences that lasted over three years. So um, when this woman called and said, uh, I told Dr. Levengood about you and some of the things you can do, and he's 
he asked me to find you and to issue an invitation. And, and eventually, after being really, after wanting that, then I was afraid of it. And then finally I went. We met and just hit it off immediately. We both had an interest in science. Um, it started from there. I had no idea it was going to last for over 15 years, but um, started in about 1996. And uh, after that, it was, uh, it wasn't, um, we didn't gel right away. I had 5 million questions and I was all about consciousness. He was, what are you doing? How do you explain what you're doing? And he was all about science. And so it was kind of like this at first. Well, but, uh, t- we tell began. me, what, what exactly is Dr. Levengood's, or I'm sorry, was, it sounded like I believe you said yeah. was, perhaps he's passed away, but what yeah. was his specialty? What was his uh, specific area of, of study? And then perhaps you can ex- explain a little bit along with that, you know, what you're referring to when you say the, you're talking about consciousness and whatever experience you had. Um, his, he was a physicist. Okay. And he was a biophysicist. Um, he was, he um, went to school at U of M, and he was still over there in Ann Arbor, which was um, across the state from me. And so that was his his background was physics, and um, he had he had some specialty training, um, or maybe I'll say some research that he did that was astounding in terms of how does something behave when it dries out and cracks. Okay. Um, because what he discovered was that the cracking would give a clue as to what the energy inside was doing. So, mm. And he was a seedsman, a lot of research into seeds and how to improve seeds and et cetera, et cetera. And um, I think his wife, uh, her name was Glenna, wonderful woman, um, asked him to come and look at a TV program one day. And and it was some program about crop circles. They were doing a report from England. It was, I think, the very first television report about these crop circles. And uh, he went downstairs. He looked at the at the crop circles, and he said the question that dogged him was, "What would make all those plants lay down like that, and then keep growing?" And and so the next year there was another. Um, program, an update, and he said, didn't update one darn thing, but he ended up writing to, he picked up a name out of that television program, excuse me, and wrote to somebody in England and said, "Um, hey, did anybody look at the plants? You know, you're all about, you know, is it this, is it that? What do you guys know about the plants? And the guy wrote back, and said, we don't know anything. Nobody's interested in that. And Lefty said, I am, and I would be willing to look into it if you're willing to send me some samples. And so he got his first bunch of samples, took one look at them and said, these are, these are wasted. This, you know, these, he got some seeds, he got some plants. um, And he ended up uh, going partly on his intuition um, it's a long story. I won't go into that at this point, but um, it, it started this conversation in which he started, uh, he and Linda Moulton Howe, um, a few others, Alex Collier, and um, I think other people were involved as well. Bigelow was involved for a long time, wanted 
love and good to come to Nevada and, and live and work there. But um, long story short was uh, he got interested from what are what's going on with the crop circles to what's happening with animal excisions to what's going on with ET landing sites to, hey, there's people that I know that have extraordinary abilities. What's going on with them? And and it just it grew from there. And even though he was a highly respected, highly published author in science and nature, and probably I think there were forty other publications that he had submitted articles to. And all of a sudden, because he was looking at crop circles, he was blackballed. And well, um, that doesn't surprise me, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, this is a touchy subject for a lot of people. I'm, uh, yeah. I, 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 I try to do shows on as many different topics as possible, and and I, I like subjects such as this, even though I mainly end up covering politics and news and stuff. That's just because it's you know so important today. But I mean, when I was a kid, these were the things that I was like really interested in. Specifically, yeah. you you mentioned the uh, uh, the the fact that the 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 crop circle would continued to grow like the plants would continue to grow and i know that there are physical changes that take place and uh, i'm extremely interested in those measurable effects those things that we can point to and say well gosh it's obvious there is a phenomena here that we can quantify but then the question becomes you know what exactly is doing it and then you know what would the reason be for that and i i actually think i saw that british special that you're talking about uh, or maybe uh it was the follow-up because there was a couple of guys with cabbie hats and they were like oh yeah we did it and they had these like boards with uh with strings on them and they were like yeah all we do is just you know one step at a time and then we go all the way around but obviously they they took a look at the uh the the crops that they stepped on and there was a difference between the ones that they just like bent and crushed uh in comparison to the ones that had happened from some other mechanism and i'm not asking anybody to believe anything specifically i just think that we need to have a conversation about about what exactly is happening. Patty, how did you get involved in this, and how did you start making movies about it? Uh, Totally off the wall, completely not on my bucket list. I was desperate to heal from mercury poisoning after I chose the wrong dentist and got really, uh, really wounded. So uh, I tried every kind of healer, I mean, everything but voodoo, and I gave up, and I was like, I'm going to go lay in crop circles completely off the wall. If nothing on earth works, I'm going to try this. I didn't know what I was talking about, but I went over to England and started laying in crop circles. But the very first one I walked in, the little teeny hair stood up on my arm, back of my neck. I was like completely chilled. My entire body was moved and I... I was sold instantly. And the moment I saw the wheat laid down, it was just meticulous. It was swirled down like the wind just, except it was literally um, bent. Mm -hmm. In uh, Here's a good one right there, a little 90 degree angle. And uh, when we start getting into the photos that I sent you, um, there's some pictures of the nodes, what they look like. Let's just wail through one and two and three. They're kind of just like intro to crop circles well, for it, me. The thing is, oh, you did actually number them. Okay, because um, when I took when I saved them, 
they didn't save in the same order that you sent them. So hold on just a second. Let me go over here and I'll get that pulled up and we can take a look here. Where is You could it? just go to number four easily. Yeah, I um there we go. Because I had to reboot my computer, everything is uh right. is not right. <laughs> okay. Photos. There we go. Okay, so I've got you standing in a circle. And actually, I'm sorry, let me just get the chats on screen so that the audience sees the conversation. And chat. Okay, and there. There it is. Okay. Okay, so we got you in a field. And then the next one is a highly intricate uh, geometric shape, a, a bunch of 3D cubes surrounded by um, little triangles. What can you tell us about this? Can we pull up the photos while we're... Uh, oh, for you to see it, it's not going to... Yeah, I'm not going to be able to show you them. Um, this okay. is just for the audience, yeah. Okay. So the first photo is basically what it's like being inside a crop circle. Mm-hmm. The second one is called Sugar Hill, and it's a sacred geometry mandala, which means it's got a dot in the middle and everything that comes out from it is a mirror image. And that one is particularly important to me because it was at the end of my second summer where I lay down in that crop circle. And when I woke up, I was uh, completely different. And I didn't really realize what happened to me. I just knew that I could see things in the sky that I'd never seen before. Hmm. And luckily, I had a sketchbook with me. And I'm writing down these little things. And I'm looking back up like, you know, it was just amazing. And what I wrote was amoebas. But what I was seeing was photons or plasma, little things moving through the sky, little lights, glimmers. And um, perhaps it was because I never lay there and looked at the sky long enough and blurred my eyes in just the right way. But no, I was definitely affected by being in that crop circle. The third one where I'm sitting back to back with a lady in a crop circle, the lady was Janet Osobard, who went on to uh, create all those Fall of the Cabal movies. Mm. Janet and I were like total crappies. We were like crop circle hippies together. You know, this is before either of us really were making films. And then by the time we had a few summers in the crop circle, she was in them longer than I was because she lived in um, the Netherlands. And for me, I didn't discover them till 2006. But um, we both ended up making a ton of movies and neither of us had training, but both of us did pretty much the whole thing. I was even editing my last films going, I don't know how I'm doing this, but <laughs> there's that little voice. And Penny talks about William Levengood, that little voice. So the fourth image is a really important one because it's an image of all the different way nodes appear after they're hit with the frequencies in a crop circle. Can you can you define all- nodes for the audience just so that they know what that means? Right. Now, Penny's a farmer, so I'm going to let her take it over there. And I've got bent, blown, and elongated nodes in this image, Penny. <clears throat> okay. Um, okay, so when a stalk of wheat or rye or whatever grass is growing... it's going to get very tall and it's very, very thin. And so about every six, sometimes every four inches, maybe five or seven inches, 
it'll create this strengthened spot called a node, and then it grows up from there and then builds another node for strength and then grows up from there and keeps doing that. And okay. those are called nodes. And um, and when a crop circle occurs, those can be greatly affected. And so because plants are made of plastic, it's cellulase. And I'll just mention, for those that are old enough, like I am, you can maybe remember back to when plastics first came out. Mm-hmm. Um we were we called them cellulase combs and cellulase cups, and, uh, and that was their name. And cellulase, when it gets hot, will melt. And so, what happens in the crop circle is they sometimes the stalk will melt and bend, but it keeps on growing, and it'll keep on growing up. Even if it bends down, it's going to then grow up. It'll actually form a Z. Hmm. Because the energies coming out of the earth are pushing it up. Um, and then you have blown nodes. That's when there are um, the energies inside the stalk gets so hot that the fluid in the plant begins to boil and it explodes that node. And, and sometimes it just stretches them, but sometimes it blows them right out. I think and I've got when- one on screen <clears throat> right now. Um, yeah, from one of the pictures. So I would, okay. I would assume if, if there was boiling liquid inside of a, a, a stalk, that uh, that that should probably kill the plant, right? I mean, you wouldn't expect it to continue growing. Um, yes and no. Okay. Uh, it depends on the stage of growth that the plant is in, and because crop circle energies are so powerful, but so fast, they don't destroy the plant. They are energies, fantastic amounts of energy, and when they hit that plant, um, they have a tremendous effect, especially on whatever part of the plant is busy growing at that point of time. It could be a leaf, it could be the um, the seeds, it could be a node, it could be you know some other part of the plant, the flower, uh, the anthers. If it's if it's putting out anthers. Um, you know, that's what will be affected. And so it depends and partly on that and then how um, how much uh, microwave energy is in that system. So Lovingood so, was the first one to define what, what was a crop circle and what made it and what was it composed of and how did it work. So I, I guess so, my, the point I was trying to make <clears throat> is that if this was – I don't know, standard heat or uh, just a, a man-made form of energy, it probably would be killing the plant, wouldn't it? I mean, like, I think the fact that it continues to grow and that there is some additional vitality that shows that there is some other process happening that we don't fully understand, but you're saying that Dr. Levengood did? Um, no, plants are not that, they aren't that wimpy. Okay. Um you have to really burn a plant away, and even then, its root is going to start over. Sure. It's going to send up some new stuff, okay? The second thing to keep in mind is that these energies, um, let's back up a step, okay? Okay. Um, when, when you have a plant, an animal, or a human, everything is looking for more energy. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it's going to use that energy to reorganize its entire frequency set. Everything is a collection of frequencies. And it's going to reorganize those frequencies to be more efficient, 
more powerful, more able to deal with issues and problems. And that's exactly what happens when a crop circle hits a plant. It, it may have a setback, usually does. And then when it takes off again, almost nothing will kill it. And the seeds that it produces are phenomenal. So Okay, so uh, I, I want to learn about the seeds specifically, but can you tell us what Dr. Levengood had specifically identified in terms of what this process is that's happening inside of a crop circle? I've only seen, um, but uh, it, something like, it looked like a ball of light. Ball of light came down, whipped around, and then took off, and then all of a sudden it was there, and they showed pictures of it the next day. Okay. I've got photos of that. Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and I have a video of it, of all things. <clears throat> but I wanted to show you one more piece of evidence before Penny elaborates on the science. Okay. Not only did I find bent and blown nodes, I also found blasted open rocks. And they were everywhere. It was slate covered in chalk. And they were all blasted into pieces. Hmm. So this is some of them were blue. Some of them were black. Some of them were white. But I was like every crop circle had blasted stones also. So the heat was tremendous. Um, Penny will talk about the iron ore that was found on the back of a leaf that was floating through the crop circle. It has to be 1,200 degrees to be liquefied to melt onto a leaf and take its shape. And it survived. Wow. And they found the evidence and peeled off the iron ore and it had the exact veins of the leaf like what so something is really going on and doug and dave with their boards and ropes ha 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 bbc (laughs) (laughs) doug and dave (laughs) that's what they were called yeah and now you can hire a team called team satan um there's a few different teams in england that you can hire to make a crop circle. Ancient aliens did that for their recent thing. They came in May, and I I called the head of the research center that day, and I'm like, what's going on? He said, I can't talk. I got to get going. I got, you know, them coming. And I'm like, there's not even a crop circle yet. He said, yeah, they wanted me to hire a team. It's like, what? So, end of story. Well, fake Um, it it till you make it, I guess, right? (laughs) Right. Okay, so if you go back to my photos, let's do number five. Uh, let's see. Is, is that the one with the woman with the corn stalk? Yep, check okay. out that corn stalk. Yeah, yeah. We've got that up so there. So wheat, barley, uh, even Brussels sprouts we have found in an arc. But corn is like an inch in diameter yeah. and thick. This is impressive. So she was holding a really good one, and Barbara Lamb... Um, Good God, she's been in a couple thousand crop circles. Uh, but we would always meet every summer, and we'd be like teenagers together. We'd get up at the B&B, and we'd go have coffee. And uh, the lady serving us was giving us the clotted cream, and we said, have you heard of any new crop circles? And she said, oh, ladies, there's one right across the street while you slept. We almost <laughs> threw our coffee and wailed out the screen door like kids. And um, right across the street, it was on Honey Street, brand new crop circle. It was incredible. And um, Barbara Lamb was like 20 years older than me, maybe 10, 15, but she was considerably older. And something about her was different, but 
we were at this fence that was like eight feet tall, chain link. And I'm looking like for an opening. And next thing I know, she's on the other side. And I'm like, how'd you get there? There's no <laughs> opening. And she said, come on. And I was like, <clears throat> anyway, I was complete. A lot of those things happened. So the next image happens to be Oliver's Castle, 1996. Looks like a simple formation, but it happens to be the one where two balls of light were filmed by a guy named John Waby or John Whaley. And um, he filmed these two balls of light creating a crop circle in seconds. And he went to the barge inn where some friends of mine were hanging out. And he walks in with this footage and he showed it to a few people. And he had already made a copy, luckily. And uh, so everybody was wanting it. And it was these two balls of light, which is so phenomenal that we finally know what they are. Ball of light making a crop circle usually impairs these balls of light. But the strangest thing was that as I was adding that footage to my very first film uh, called um, The Wake Up Call, anybody listening? Question mark. <laughs> and it's like I should name my last movie that. <laughs> um, but if you go to number seven, um, what I found was as I was editing the end of the movie with this footage of two balls of light, I said to the editor, um, I don't know why, but reverse the footage. And he said, what do you mean? And I said, play it backward. So he did, and we're watching it. And I said, slow it down. He said, how slow? And I said, I don't know, 30%. Completely off the wall, like, what? I don't know why I said that. He slowed it down 30%, and there I found this. It. Some people say it's a digital glitch. It is not. It's a binary code between those balls of light. Can you see it? Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. I've got so it on screen for the audience. I yeah. screamed, and my editor's like, what the heck, you know? And I said in that moment, even though I was completely green, hadn't met Penny yet, I said, they communicated. Those two balls of light said to each other, I'll do this, you do that, and the circle went down in seconds. And I got so ridiculed by all the big boys in the UFO events. I was a speaker all across America and Canada at all the UFO events. And, I mean, the audience loved it because I was telling the truth. But all the, you know, snooty experts were like, oh, it's a digital glitch, you know. The only one who actually knew was when I showed it to Penny Kelly. I was at her house, and I held up a glossy. And I said, okay. And I didn't tell her anything. We had just met. And, and uh <clears throat> She told me the science literally busted my brain. I thought I was going to be there three days for William Levengood's wake. A year after he died, I ended up staying three weeks and hiring a film crew to come in. After she told me about the science, it took five days for me to get it. I had made seven films, and nobody has ever talked about this because nobody knew other than William Levengood and Penny Kelly for the last 16 years of his life. And she's telling me it's literally hurting. I'm like, I got a headache. I'm holding my head five days in a row. And she's like, come on, you're being silly. And I said, no, this is over the top for me. I'm not, you know. So she's going to explain what a ball of light is. It's creating a crop circle. But she looked at the image. She goes, Wow, great shot. Two balls of light communicating. Where'd you get that? Uh, two plasma balls. 
communicating. Where'd you get that? And I said, Oliver's Castle, that famous footage. But in my final film, I actually also got some footage from France of two balls of light creating a crop circle. And then another one over there, balls of light creating crop circles in seconds. And finally, Penny Kelly explained, oh, my God, you're going to love this act, but hold your brain. It's going to hurt. So, Penny, before you explain it to us, you know, I mean, just uh, having seen the video and, you know, having looked at all kinds of anomalous phenomena throughout the years, it kind of looks reminiscent of uh, ball lightning, you know, the uh, uh, which is basically just a glowing ball that seems to float across the plains. And sometimes, you know, there's electrical discharges. But do you think that they have anything to do with each other or are they two completely separate things? Yeah, those are two different. It's similar phenomena because lightning is plasma. OK, OK. But it comes in different. Uh, it, it behaves differently in different situations and under different conditions. Okay. Okay. Um, listen, before you, uh, before you, uh, explain it to us, we have, uh, uh, um, a a super chat from uh, my buddy Fredo over on rumble. He said, is there any truth to the theory that crop circles are Chuck Norris's way of telling the world that sometimes corn needs to lie down? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, probably me. I mean, it's very possible, but okay. I just had to to get that out. Thank you for the, for the the fun. Thank you for the support. That will make you laugh. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Fredo's a good dude. Okay. So please uh, explain to us what you guys discovered. Um, well, I'll, I'll say this, I'll say it this way. Levin Good, and I'm going to call him Lefty. I do that all the time. He was left-handed and that was his name. Everybody knew him as Lefty. Okay. But, um, he had been doing research into plants and he had this, um, uh, this question that came up from time to time. And because he was a seedsman working with big farmers all over the Midwest here. And he said, uh, I wonder what would happen if I hit those seeds with some big electromagnetic energies. And he got a bunch of seeds. Um, I don't know if Patty sent you the picture of the two plates. Um, uh, show some seeds on it. Uh, you know what? Yeah. Hold on. I have, I have the, well, I have, I have the pick. Oh, I'm sorry, Patty. What number is it? 14. 14. Okay, hold on. Right. That's okay. 14. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Uh, okay, so okay, he, audience uh, can see it. You'll find it. Yep. I'll, I'll keep talking. <laughs> go for it. So, got some seeds. He put them on this, um, on the bottom plate of this thing that he, um, that he had purchased. I think he said it was called a Widmenstatten machine. Came from Germany. And, and he, you know, when you turn this thing on, it released this humongous amount of ion electron avalanches, which are big, um, you know, static electric, you know, fields of energy, et cetera, et cetera. So it hits the seeds. I don't know how long he did the first exercise for, but he then took them out, put, and there's a standard in the germination chamber. You put 30 seeds in germination paper. And you put that, you wet that, and you put that in the germination chamber. And then, you know, you watch it. Is it going to germinate or not? Mm-hmm. And what he discovered was, you know, two days, three days, five days, seven days. Nope, they weren't germinating. So he had he, he had more than 30 seeds. So he put the seeds that he did not put in the germination chamber that first time over on the corner of the bench. 
And he left him there. And uh, he said a couple months later, he was cleaning the lab and he saw those seeds and he was going to throw them away. And this little voice inside said, oh, no, 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 don't throw those away. And he, he had learned, this was a man who had a pretty good sense of intuition and was using it. And also his dreams. He had had some, he's one of the scientists who came up with the um, idea of tying the roots of plants together and letting the plant decide what they wanted to borrow from one another in terms of DNA and, and things like that. And so he, he succeeded with uh, doing that. And it was quite a few things. So he had learned to listen to that little voice and pay attention to his dreams. And he, he went to throw them away again and the little voice freaked out. And he thought, well, maybe I should just try once again. And he put the, those seeds in the germination chamber. And this was maybe six weeks, six or eight weeks, couple months after he had first hit them with these intense electromagnetic energies, ion electron avalanche. And in two days, they were germinating. They developed a huge root mass uh, very, very quickly. They grew like gangbusters. He had developed this thing called the development factor um, that he used to measure whether seeds were viable or not. And seedsmen will take 30 seeds from any batch, and they will germinate those. And depending on how fast they germinate and how many of that 30 germinate, what percentage, you get a des- a, this development factor. And so he, the development factor on these seeds was phenomenal. And he said, whoa. Um, so then he started experimenting. And this was right before he started getting crop circle samples. Okay. So he was, he was at a point where, um, with his own research, he was saying, wow, you know, why would they not grow? And it, when it first took them out of the, you know, out of the Widmanstatten machine, and why are they growing like gangbusters two months later? So, long story short, without going into all of the the research that they did and all the trials, what um, he figured out was that the seed was a living system, and when that little seed was hit by these massive energies, there was damage, a lot of damage, too much damage for the seed to have any time for germinating or any energy for germinating. And so for the next four to six weeks, it spent all of its time reorganizing, which is what plants, animals, and people do with extra energy. They reorganize at a higher level. And this little seed would reorganize itself. It would get rid of all of its waste. It would just oxidize all of that waste. And then... When you put it in the germination chamber or in the ground, it grew in two days. It was up and growing with a bigger root mass, grew twice as fast, produced. Um, if you're talking about uh, vegetable or uh, fruit, we, we'll just use the term fruit because farmers term everything a fruit. It doesn't matter whether it's a fruit, a vegetable, a grain, a grass, a tree, or whatever. It's fruit. Um and so the fruit would be anywhere from 30 to 70% more in terms of vegetables and um, even more in terms of the of uh, biofuels. We got up to 400% uh, 
um, increases in production, productivity from seeds that have been treated and were producing biofuels. Hmm. Um, and they would outperform other seeds. They, they had no mold. They had no mildew. These, these are the challenges for little seeds when you put them in the ground. It's mold, mildew, yeah. <clears throat> mold, hot, drought, wet, um, and, you know, and then any kind of mechanical stuff happening, big wind, um, or, you know, some other big weed falls on it or whatever. So um, these seeds would overcome all of that. And their nutrition was as extraordinary. And their form, their physical form was more beautiful. And um, it really, it ended up where the, um, where what he discovered was that if you hit the seeds and then, and, and we did a lot more and we developed a few more uh, tools other than just the Widmann-Staten machine for hitting these seeds. Um, and we didn't have the complexity that the crop circle has. Crop circle has a whole bunch of different kinds of energy in it. And he ended up, you know, defining what's in a crop circle. And, and that really, um, what we discovered was that the plant was going to use that energy to produce at a higher level, sometimes to revert to ancient forms that were more resilient, um, that had literally <laughs> different kinds of leaves on one side of the plant than it did on the other. Hmm. Um, it's amazing. It was just amazing. Wow. And, I, I would wow. love to get my hands on a Windenstaten machine because I just tried to germinate like 100 soursop seeds and only one of them actually started to grow and uh, they're self-germinating so i hopefully i will get some fruit from it but you know I'll, okay. I'll let you know in five years or so but if i had the ability to do something like this maybe we could figure it out a lot quicker tell me um okay so uh he did this with one form of energy i think I believe you said electromagnetic energy right was he able to identify what energetic processes were happening in the crop circles you had mentioned microwave energy before i would assume that electromagnetic is part of it too but uh and 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 are there any like specific frequencies or uh i don't know anything else that we can identify yeah um all of all of those mm. so in what he discovered he did some experiments he did some amazing experiments just with the microwave in his kitchen but um in the, the long story short what he found was that energies coming out of the earth spiral up. Some of them spiral to the right, some spiral to the left. And, um, and those upward spiraling energies interact with these spirals moving through the atmosphere, coming down, coming across, coming through. There's, we live in a frequency soup. We're sure. in an ocean of frequencies. And then we're producing our own all the time with cellular and uh, radio waves and microwaves, and Wi-Fi, the whole thing. Well, yeah, we're just rearranging. All those already exist. Yeah. Okay, so we're just rerouting most of those and using those for our own purposes. They're mm -hmm. all out there. Um, and they they tend to stay in balance in a natural state. I'm not so sure that they're in balance because there's too many of them. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say so. <laughs> Yeah, but they're not, they're all natural. Um, and so uh, what he discovered was that these energies interact and there will be some microwaves. There'll be some electromagnetics. 
Um, hang on a second here. Um, I made a, a note because I don't want to forget any of them. There's microwaves. There's electric fields coming up from the earth, coming across the surface of the earth. From they move from the uh, from the equator up to the pole, um, or if you're in the southern hemisphere, the equator down to the south pole. Um, so those electric fields are all interacting. Then there are uh, magnetic fields. Every time you have an electric current, you're going to have a, a magnetic field, electromagnetic mm-hmm. field around it at right angles to it. And um, and those magnetic fields can be very strong. They can be weak. Um, they can have a lot of, of um, um, what do we call it? I would call them fibers. The, you'll see them on a plasma ball. If you've ever seen a plasma lamp, you touch that lamp and yes. these little fingers come up and touch your finger. Yes. You can't yes. feel them, but you can see them. Yes. Yes. I used to and have then, one when I was a kid, and I've been, <laughs> been looking for an adult what? version for uh, a long time, actually. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> They're out there. Yeah. They're yeah. Out there. And then there are thermal gradients. They stack up different areas of the um almost almost all crop circles are made with one, two, three, and even more, but not very often. You only need three really and you get a tremendous amount of interaction. Um but they they have these uh thermal gradients or pockets of heat or cooler energies. And they have very strict boundary conditions. It's almost like there's a hard edge on those. And then you have all kinds of convection. Um, and that convection, depending whether it's horizontal or uh, vertical or horizontal, whether it is at an angle, whether it's spinning up or spinning down, spinning right or spinning left, what's its angular momentum, um, all of those, that kind of turbulence has an impact. And then it has, um, it, it, there's a certain kind of convection that happens when you have a, a, a crop circle. What you actually have is something that looks like a vortex. It looks like a tornado. Mm-hmm. It's shaped just like a tornado. Um, and when you have that kind of action, um, what you get is all kinds of energies that funnel into that and they are pushed down to this little tiny bottom you know little tiny um it's called a pinch effect at the bottom of that of that vortex and because that pinch effect is funneling huge amounts of energy you can get a 10,000 volt uh voltage uh, charge down at the bottom of that of that uh vortex mm. and that then uh when it gets down to that bottom and that pin it it hits that pinch it it bursts open and it it produces a ball of light, and that ball of light is going to have all of the information about everything that's in that vortex. And so, what happens is you get these counter-rotating vortices that end up in relationship to one another, and they move across the field, and they have a barcode. Um, they'll have this line of information. That's what you see in that. Um, that picture that Patty has of Oliver's castle, you see the barcode between the two, and that that barcode has the directions for all of the pattern that will occur. They're almost all mathematical patterns. Um, they they are all they fit mathematical formulas, and um, and in a matter of minutes, because of the convective stability. 
the boundary conditions, the different kinds of heat, electromagnetics, the fibrillate or not fibrillation. Um, Fibonacci uh, sequence. Yeah, you end up with these beautiful mathematic patterns Mm -hmm. that are natural and normal to planet Earth. Yeah. And and I'll just kind of throw in before I turn it back over to you that we discovered that um, plasma, these lefty called these plasma vortices, um, plasma responds directly to consciousness. And so you can create a crop circle with your consciousness if if you understand that, you know, just give it a try, and that Mother Earth, who is a living being, everything is conscious. That was another thing we discovered. Everything is conscious. Um, and we learned how to track consciousness as well, um, either individual or collective consciousness. We had some interesting results <laughs> in which we could hook up um, some electrodes to some water, and that water would tell us when the winning touchdown was made on the Super Bowl or, you know, when the, uh, I think the first thing that happened was the London bombing, the Ooh. Japanese tsunami on March 11th, 2011. Boom, down went that, um, the the energy of that water. And, and so what I think the bottom line here is that crop circles, are they were like our introduction to a world of energy that we need to understand is out there and can be used and we were practicing we were you know researching how to use that so you know so. I, i'm it reminds me of the work of uh, dr henry t moray he had and i mean a number of other um scientists working with um etheric fields like pulling energy from the vacuum um that it just brings it to mind as you're describing this but yeah. how can okay so i want to know about the 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 deciphering the decoding of those messages but how how could you guys determine what exactly was happening in the center of that without actually having some sort of, um, I, I guess, uh, like measurements at the time that it was happening? What allowed you to see that and, and figure that out? Well, I think um, you don't have to. Well, let me just say, I've witnessed with my own eyes twice crop circle energy moving through my yard. Okay, okay. I have a farm. Um, so you can, if you're paying attention... You can sometimes see something that will just knock your socks off. <laughs> so, but once you have, once something has been touched, um, let me back up just a step and make a statement. What, um, I think what people need to understand is that anything you have touched or anything that has touched you, plant, animal, human, mechanical doesn't matter you will have the an imprint it leaves a fingerprint it leaves an energetic fingerprint in your system okay so just hold that so now people are they're over there in these crop circles like patty laying down in the darn things having their hair stand up having their periods start up again when they're 75 years old um youthening in the process Etc. Um, all kinds of unusual things happening, and we what Lefty was doing was getting people to collect samples 
He had some very good people who were interested in the science. And he would say, okay, sample it here, and then go X number of feet and sample it here, and then a few more, you know, feet over. And he was testing to see, does that energy fall off from the center at the square of the distance as you move out from the center? Okay, I've got it. I've got it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and then he discovered, you know, he saw the the blown nodes. You can't fake that. Sure. Yeah. Uh, there were cell wall pits. You know, a leaf has every every cell on the bottom of a leaf has a little mouth called a stoma. Okay. And those mouths open every morning when the birds sing, and birds sing at four thousand to five thousand hertz. All that all bird song falls in that category, and when those plants hear that 4,000, 5,000 hertz music, they open their mouths, they drink in the dew that the plant has brought up from deep in the earth, and and that dew is loaded with minerals. They drink in that, they use those minerals to build out their system, and then as the day heats up, they close that mouth so that they don't dry out. What happened in a crop circle was... Um, if that crop circle hit and those little mouths were open, the mouth sagged and oh. was never able to close again. And there'd be a single line of cells, cells, not leaves, single line of cells where all of the stoma would have melted open and then solidified in a very weird configuration. And um, and then, like Patty said, there were the iron ore, the samples of iron ore, the liquid iron ore, 1,200 degrees centigrade, um, that slapped against a leaf and um, caused that leaf some stress, for sure. I uh, did boil the, the liquid in that leaf um, and created little vents, little bubble vents, um, and just an amazing number of things that occurred so we, what Lefty was able to do was to to look at those things and and then seeds. He took the seeds from those crop circles and he said his first glance at the seeds at some of the first bunch of seeds was whoa, no seedsman would even take a second look at these. Mm-hmm. But when he put them in the in the germination chamber, wow, and um, and so. What he began to assemble was a set of criteria. And of the 362 or three um, crop circles that he investigated, there were only like a handful, five, six, seven, that were fake. Um, all the rest were natural, had extraordinary um, changes in the physiology of the plant that could not be faked. So the message to us, to the humans, is, hey, you know, this is a way that Mother Nature renews herself. Are you thinking of doing the same thing? (laughs) You know, you need to understand that there are energies out here to be used um, for renewal. I, okay, so that's a, that's a thought track I specifically want to go down, but just not yet. First, um, <clears throat> uh, okay, so uh, Fredo uh, had asked, uh, hold on, I got to go back to it. 
Uh, Patty, what are the people who make fake crop circles referred to in the crop circle community? Crop circle jerks, perhaps? There's a band called the Circle Jerks. Anyways, a bit of an inside joke. But, <clears throat> yeah, I would I would imagine that uh, there's got to be a lot of people and, who are probably trying to take advantage of a phenomena like this because it's something that people want to be involved in. They want to check it out. It's fascinating. And, uh, obviously, there is some really incredible things happening here. So, Patty, uh, when you had mentioned the, the binary code, um, have you were you able to specifically decipher what that said, or did you just recognize it as binary code? No, I've asked a few people to decipher, and they couldn't. So, okay. but Danny and I initially we both looked at it, and it it was about intuition that we both said the same thing: "You do this, I do that." It happened. Sure. Okay. All right. But there is, but there are messages that have been deciphered specifically from these circles. And you had held up a picture from one of your films. And uh, so I do, I want to, yeah, I wonder if you can talk a little bit about that. Let's go to number eight, which is uh, the turn of this century, the alien face and the disc. Very famous. A lot of people saw this and You'll note that it's sitting in a field in in a place called Chilbolton, right next to a telecommunication tower, radio and TV. It's got this huge tower in the field. So not only do we have the conscious Earth herself, in my opinion, in pennies, sending up messages with all these different frequencies to lay down, foom, foom, this message. And it's the alien face in the disc. And it was done with a binary code, which is the disc. It looks like a player piano. And it was deciphered by computer specialists and um, mathematician that does binary code. And here's what it said. Keep in mind, after 9-11. Mm-hmm. Beware the bearers of false gifts and their broken promises. Much pain, but still time. Believe there is good out there. We oppose deception. Conduit closing. So it wasn't there the day before. It was there that morning. And um, there's only like two, three hours of darkness in England in the middle of summer. So you got to be pretty quick. To heck with the, they got to be pretty quick with their boards and ropes. They don't really matter. What do we call them? I don't want to say what we call them. Um, <laughs> nothing the good. N- is, <laughs> nothing yeah, good, good, I would imagine. <laughs> we don't call them. You know, yeah. basically, we leave them behind. You know, that's like so old news to me. Um, and they're still claiming it, but so what? So here we've got the alien face <clears throat> and this disc that's got a very specific message. And the next image is the Arecibo message, which was really stunning, and it was the year before, 2001. We sent this message from the Arecibo Tower in Puerto Rico years ago, and it was very specific. We sent it out to space 300 million light years away to M13, and it was all this data about... um, our shape of our body, our elements on Earth, our population, our, I think, the layout of the planets. And at the bottom, it was the even the, the tower that we were um, sending our message from. Mm-hmm. And it just went out to space. And all of a sudden, they 
or the earth herself answered with almost an identical Arecibo message in a crop circle. And it was a lot of binary code. And what was it? Well, it showed <clears throat> that their head was a lot bigger than ours mm-hmm. and their body was smaller. Their DNA was different. Their population different. Their planetary layout different. There were nine specific different data bits and they were all different. And it was the answer, but it looked like an identical image until you look closely. Mm-hmm. But importantly, at the turn of the century, they added the element, um, Penny, what was it? Silicon. Silicon, yeah. <clears throat> and and it, silicon. It, like like as an analog to our carbon-based life forms? Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Well, I think it also had a lot to do with uh, creating computers. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Things, you know. For sure. So, um there it was, this message, and everybody was like completely stunned in crop circle land. So we've got two years in a row, both in Chill Bolton, and both of them happened to be in a field next to a telecommunication tower that was radio and TV. Now, when you've got a conscious Earth herself making these crop circles and delivering them to humanity and everything flying over that looks down at the earth and sees the image emblazoned in the field even when the wind is blowing and they're green and the weed is undulating you can still see it's laid down oh my god it's a spiral of fibonacci sequence that's fibonacci it's a flawless mathematical equation but this is a spiral of them 409 individual circles. And when you walk in one, you think, wow, this is magnificent. Oh, look at that little opening. And then there's another crop circle to walk in. This had 409. Little did the people know that were on the, on the earth, but wow, really, really stunning. Uh, let's go on to number 10. <clears throat> and I put that one together. So speaking of the earth communicating consciously to us. 2009, we didn't have a lot of mathematics. We didn't have a lot of sacred geometry or binary codes. This year, we had pictograms of birds, fish, insects all summer long. And they were massive and gorgeous, like we had the 1,500-foot-long octopus on top. That's not a circle. There's no, like, circles it was like a a, pic, a pictogram and why and then they had the uh, orthoceros which is the ancient sea creature 300 million years old and then you've got the dragonfly i think i chose mm-hmm. there yep and um oh god look <clears throat> at the the detail in her wings that's in a field of wheat what and then there was the bee but there was the ancient scarab so not only the the insects we see now, but the ancient um, origin of the species. And then they had the phoenix rising crop circle with flames around the base, completely insane, mm-hmm. and different bird crop circles. They had the thunderbird, much like the uh, Nazca line thunderbird, almost identical. They had a hummingbird. They had all these birds and fish and we're going, what, what? And of course, here I am, you know, analyzing at the end of summer, what are all these messages? And the following spring, we had the BP oil spill, mm. killed millions of birds, fish, 
and insects. And I think that's what she was telling us, which is really sad. So now I'm delivering all this data. Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting modes, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Fighterflare.com. A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com now. This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Uh, The next image is my first movie. The wake-up call. Anybody listening? And I feature the 409 circles because my friend Charles said he walked around the whole formation at 5.30 in the morning. It rained all night long, so it was completely sloshy, thick mud. And if anybody had taken a step in there, you would have seen it all around the perimeter. And it was huge, he said. Not one footprint. Wow. You know, these ones, the the overtly... And very complicated geometric patterns are, uh, you know, some of the most convincing stuff as far as I'm concerned that this just, you know, isn't going to be made by, 
any schlub uh, over the course of uh, a single night. I mean, something like that in order to get it to be so exacting because, I mean, it's like perfect, you know? I mean, it's like if it was like if it was just some guy walking around a field, I just don't think that it could be so dead on. It's uh, it, They're beautiful, you know? It's great. Well, when you're on the ground, you can't even tell what the formation is. You got to be in the air yeah. and take a picture to see, even see what it is. Although there was a weird couple, we called them Barbie and Ken. Uh, the guy would walk around the formation with a sketch pad. He was actually sketching them, and he was correct. I was like, wow. "How are you doing that?" It was amazing. Uh, we didn't think he was all human. <laughs> okay, the next photo. So I just wanted to point out. I had a very exciting time. They put me on the cover of UFO magazine. Oh, wait, this is Dr. Levengood that's next, I believe. Oh, okay. Not number 12. Hang on. Um, oh, you know what? There is no number 12. It goes oh. for, It goes from 11 to 13. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Guess UFO magazine. I was on the cover. Cool. Um, which was super fun. And then the next one is William Levengood, dashing man. And Penny spoke about him already. Um, the magic that that we had. I don't think we have enough time for me to elaborate how I met him a year after he died. Um, but I did, and um, had a remarkable time. But he was terribly hidden. And um, his work was highly suppressed. And he asked Penny to come and write with him. And, I, you know, the story is horrible. It's in Crop Circle Diaries where Penny and I talked about William Levengood and the suppression. But then I went through it. It was just completely hell in the um, UFO industry backstage like i had so much fun i was in more enough morning noon night we go in crop circles i was one of the few people that went in them at night completely crazy but i was determined with a cup with um janet osavard and um monique Lickenberg, also from holland who opened a research center but we would climb to the top of the hill overlooking the fields where crop circles would happen, sitting there with our cameras on a tripod for hours and hours. It was friggin' cold. It was wet. We'd have, like, all this stuff on, just hoping to film the balls of light. Um, we weren't the ones that found them, that filmed them. But um, my one of my films called Orbs and Light Beings, uh, probably the most ridiculous orb story of balls of light, creating a crop circle. But these two guys from Belgium gave me an interview and they said that they had seen illumined light beings come out of a ball of light and the door opened in this ball of light in the sky. And I have a friggin' picture of the ball of light. Um, it's just on the cover that I don't know if you can see it oh, with yeah. the door open. Mm -hmm. I mean, like... This is an incredible shot, wow. but um, these guys saw and they really elaborated and then they left and they were like in shock. And then these French people showed up and they had also seen the same thing. And everywhere my man and I went for uh, three days, everybody we met was in that crop circle on the 29th and saw the balls of light and the orange. I mean, it was the same thing. And um, I will say, what a rough way to lose a guy. He was so in shock. 
watching me film and the fact that it really does happen in England in this zone where there's more druid energy than anywhere I've ever been 96 or 7% of crop circles on earth are located on an over an aquifer of water mm. that's unknown 90 high 90 percentile are located on a ley line which is a line between two sacred sites Wiltshire, England is laced with churches, dolmens, um, mounds where ancient bodies were buried and, you know, very sacred area. Stonehenge, Avery Stone Circle, Glastonbury. So this is the epicenter. And it's where I went every summer to film. And, um, the movies, like I said, um, if you want to go on to, uh, number 16, Okay. Uh, it's it's this movie, Crop Circle Diaries. Yes. Um, this is where things changed. And when I told the truth about the science, um, it had already been really rough. Um, I don't even want to talk about it. It's just awful. Uh, but the industry went to hell in a handbasket. I was touring with all the greats. There was everybody that was anybody, four-star generals, astronauts. I filmed in movie number two. Um, the wake-up call, UFOs, ETs, abductees, and brilliant minds. 28 of the biggest names in ufology. We were all at these events together. It was such an honor to be with those people. They love my films. I was like the sweetheart of the rodeo because I was the new girl. I wasn't like somebody who did the research. I was an experiencer, not a researcher. So it was really easy to get in with everyone. But all of a sudden in 2015, 16, they all started dying mm. like really fast. Well, really, well, really I was, fast. I was going to say, I mean, I'm not particularly surprised that it, the research was suppressed or that they tried to ruin you, Patty, for talking about it. Because, I mean, what you guys are describing is something that could revolutionize the, the, the farm industry. I mean, it could revolutionize our ability to, uh, to feed, uh, and to, and to nourish everybody on the planet. And it's obviously directly in conflict with the current thinking uh, of science behind food production and agriculture. I mean, everything is going GMO. Uh, they want you to buy your seed every single year from Monsanto or whoever it is, and uh, and the idea of uh, organic farming, although it is you know niche, and uh, you know I think a lot of people here probably uh, try to eat as little uh, poisonous chemicals as possible. It's uh, it's getting harder and harder to do because you know you, the yield is not that high because they've taken all the nutrients out of the ground, uh, they've poisoned everything around us, and uh, and and obviously factory farming is. Uh, really, I mean, it's just the way things are done now, you know? I mean, they want to make food as cheap as possible, but not too cheap, and then also devoid of uh, of, of most nutrients, so that people are, like, weakened and just in a, a nasty state. But this could really just revolutionize it. Yes, it could. It's yeah. amazing. I have two last images of important crop circle messages, okay. and then I'm going to throw it back to Penny. Number 19... And okay. 20. 19. Got it. 
So 19 was, let's talk about recent crop circles. This was 2019 summer. There's this big WESAC festival, WESAC festival in England. All these people are there, art, music, dancing, hundreds of people, maybe thousands. I don't know. I wasn't there. But boom, right across the street from the festival, this huge image of Extinction Rebellion which was a really dank, dark message at the top of the um, flu period that we had for three years. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're allowed to say that word. Oh, yeah, you can say so, it, yeah, pandemic. <laughs> okay, well, here's the extinction, rebellion, crop circle, and then a year later, most incredible is the gosh darn virus crop circle, and it was actually very specific, again, not really a circle, mm-hmm. a piece of art, a pictogram of a virus. It's just gross. So what but are these? What, have what the are these? Earth speaking to us. What are these pillars? And like at the at the bottom, it almost looks like uh, like I don't know. I mean, dolmens. You know, I mean, it's like a stone standing there, but I can't tell what it is. Uh, it almost looks like a paddle up close, and it's very ornate. I'm not sure what those are, spikes? Hmm. Hmm. You know? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, but I mean, like, it, it, it's, it, is that, those are the crops themselves? Like, just those tiny little bunches are standing up? Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah, it is crazy. Okay. Um, yeah, the very first photo was inside a crop circle. You can see it laying down and standing up. But um, this is how specific the messages have been and how direct they are to what we're going through in human history. Okay. Um, you guys, we're going to open the phones up here in just a moment. But I think what is, uh, uh, you know, the, the biggest question in my mind is, has any of the data that has been collated related to the subject <clears throat> been used to determine how any of these energetic forces can be used on the human body. If the experience of these plants is that they get healthier, they get more robust, uh, then, you know, could we use it for medicine? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, has it, has it been done though? Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You can buy a Rife machine. You can buy a BCX. You can buy a spooky two. Um, there are, there are Healy's out there. Each one of those has, uh, there, I think most of the work, original work was done by Royal Rife. And then that was full or furthered by Hulda Clark, who was just harassed, I think right out of the country, maybe. Mm. Um, she, and both of them did amazing work. Um, Keeley, John Keeley was another one. And and then it's like, okay, no, we don't want anybody to know anything about the frequencies of the human body. The fact that people are just a pile of frequencies. That was something Levengood discovered. He took um, his equipment and he had, he was applying for a patent. He had several patents actually on this. And um, he, what he discovered was that The heart is one set of frequencies, has a frequency signature. The liver has another. Um, The stomach has another. The gonads have another. The bladder, the, you know, the kidneys, whatever. Every single part of the body has its own frequency. And what you 
begin to understand is that if you mess with those frequencies, you change the uh, operation and the expression of what those frequencies can produce. And what they produce is plasma, and plasma becomes matter. Okay. So okay. if you mess up the frequency, the matter changes. Well, and, and, and that makes sense because there's obviously uh, directed energy weapons that have been developed to specifically disrupt aspects of people's bodies. So I would think you could use it, uh, you know, for negative purposes as well as positive. And I am definitely familiar with Rife and uh, and the Spooky too, but I just didn't know if they were um, on the same sort of path. Okay, it's good to know that yeah. they are. All right, we do have our first caller on the line, but before we get Vector in here, uh, we've got a couple of super chats and I want to get these answers real quick. Uh, Boozer20 said, very intriguing guest. I'm curious to know their opinions on where these things are coming from and by whom. I'm watching on a delay, so you may have answered my question, but if so, disregard. So, yes, I mean, uh, obviously, uh, I think you've mentioned, you know, the possibility of uh, the Earth itself uh, and then also the possibility of otherworldly beings. But do you have a specific idea? We said over and over that these are natural phenomenon occasionally mixed with, um, we'll say, the consciousness of a being, because there were people who went to England, uh, decided that they were going to sit on the hill beside where crop circles were known to appear, and they were going to hold this picture in their mind and ask the earth to give them a crop circle. And the next morning, there it was. So the earth is listening. And then there are other entities out there, 11 good and and I and Linda and a bunch of people, we were all dealing with different um, samples of all kinds of stuff from uh, ETs um, and their physiology and how they are constructed, etc. Um, it, it's a, it's, there's never just one single answer. Sure, sure. It's a, it's a, a compilation of, of inputs, which I think is wonderful. Okay, excellent. Uh, all right, so let's go ahead and bring in our first caller, and then we'll do the other Super Chats in just a moment. All right, thank you very much. Uh, and Fredo is coming in here. Here we go. Okay. Uh, Vector, can you hear me? Go ahead and unmute. Go ahead and unmute. Vector, are you there? Yes. Okay. Hello. Hello, sir. Welcome back to the program. How you doing? Good. Something's wrong with my camera. I don't know why. It should be on, but it isn't. So that'll have to do. Hello to Patty and Penny. Fascinating. Uh, I'm, my name's Vector. I, I'd like doing geometry, sacred geometry. So that's one of the reasons why I called in because I've been studying these crop circles as well. Uh, somebody discovered that they were machine parts and they built something. I can't really remember. Are you aware of that? Do you, can you tell me about it, please? Uh, no. Say more. Say more about that. So uh, some, somebody discovered that the crop circles, like uh, some of them formed when they were built into machine parts, like it, it, they literally built a machine. Um, and I'm trying, okay. trying to think where I, this is quite a long time ago. It's like probably. That's, that's bad. Yeah, I've got a few of those in um, my movie. The shift has hit the fan. And what we did was we took uh, crop circles and we printed them and then we put a pin in the middle and we spun it. And when you spin sacred geometry, it lights up in patterns that you wouldn't have guessed they could be. And they found all these um, free energy t- 
technologies as we were spinning crop circles. So there's a lot of those messages which uh, we're seeing propulsion and we're seeing perhaps lighting of ships. We don't know that in particular, but you can definitely tell you've got some propulsion when you spin these crop circles. Wow. Because uh, I've drawn so much sacred geometry. My my walls in my living room of my last house was literally covered because I started the process just drawing a circle and, you know, became obsessed. I did it like every day for years on end and I've still got all the pictures, but to have the revelation of spinning the, the designs now and that, that completely changes and how the energy flows from the design. Cause I often thought to myself, this is, this is giving off a lot of energy. All of these fabulous sacred geometry designs all colored in perfectly. You know, I worked out like, you know, exactly how all the color should have flowed and everything. Uh, and also studied that rodent mathematics. So the mod nine, you got nine uh, points around a circle and, you know, using the doubling motion. So you go one, two, four, eight, seven, five, and how that represents the physical world and the three, six, nine oscillating between each other represent the, the non-physical world and how there's only essentially nine numbers. And then we, we go down to root mathematics and how I connect this with the gematria that I like to do. So yes, I do believe that the earth is giving us a download and um, because I don't know what, uh, just studying chemistry for a little bit and having to draw the, the molecules was uh, the catalyst for doing this in the first place. And then I thought, okay, well, there's more to this. And I started just looking at very basic drawing and platonic solids, all that kind of stuff. It's endless and fascinating. Um, so yeah, this is Let one of the best. Let me ask you a question. Hang on, hang on. Do you know how Fourier transforms work? Have you uh, heard of? I, no, I don't think so. I have. Tell me. Okay, so the word is Fourier. F O U R I E R. So when you get a moment, go on the web and just do a search for how do Fourier transforms work. They're mathematical formulas. And there are some amazing, if you're drawing geometric circles, you need to see how those circles interact to create form. It is stunning. Absolutely stunning. Wow, thank you. I will. This is going to reignite my my drawing of all this stuff. So I'm going to go out and get this pad and and another compass and some, some, like, this is really great. And then I'll send them to Zach and he can show them. Um, Go ahead. Sorry, I, I was talking for too, too long there. Did Did you want to say something, Patty, about um, the geometry? Oh, I think gene you and- need to see the spinning crop circles. They're definitely in the shift to hit the fan movie. I think they're also in crop circle update, the wake up call. But it is a whole nother level when you start spinning the sacred geometry. I blew my mind. Wow, thank you very much. I, I won't take up too much more of your time because I'm sure Zach has other guests. But yeah, this this literally, literally is one of the best shows that you've done in years, Zach. Like I'm awesome. gonna watch it. Again. I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying so, it. Thanks for being here, Vector. I appreciate you, brother. Somebody said you had inappropriate pictures in your graphics. I didn't see it, but uh, anyways, if anybody is offended by, gra- by by Vector stuff, you can go let him know. Check out his channel, by the way, on uh, on Rumble. All right, brother. Thank, Thank you so you. much. I love you guys. Thank love you. you too, we'll be in touch. Bye, Zach. Yeah. Thank T- you. Talk to you soon, as always. Thank you so much. All right. So a couple of quick uh, super chats. Freight Awakening, two from him. He said, uh, since a lot of these happen in cornfields, do you think that corn pop is somehow tied into this? Also, do you think corn pop was a bad dude or a good dude protecting kids from a pedo? And obviously he's being tongue in cheek. But he also says these guests are great and crop circles can't all be farmers effing around. So, so much more to it. And I appreciate the research 
research these lovely ladies have done uh, and uh, the, the time that they've spent doing it with us. So thank you all. Thank you very much, Fredo. And then we've got four people on the line, but Boozer also asked... Uh, tracking consciousness is even more interesting. Does she mean with a device, or can one track individual consciousness after someone has passed? Uh, the reason I didn't get too much into this is because this is a subject for uh, we could do an entire show on, but briefly, what can you say? Yeah, you can track consciousness, and there is technology now that allows us to communicate uh, by phone with people on the other side. Oh, my gosh. Okay, wild. That is totally wild. Okay, let's bring in our next caller. Caller, you're on the air. Go ahead and mute your stream, and can we get your name? Freya Boyce. Freya, how you doing tonight, buddy? Awesome, awesome. I had a great day today. Good. Great day. Glad to hear Lovely. it. Got to go out in the pontoon with the dogs and uh, caught some fish. Doesn't get much better than that. Well, yeah, right? I know. sun was beautiful. It's getting cold, though. Um, looking for ice. Got to pull the dock out. Got to pull the boat out and get ready for winter. Excellent. Excellent. So, uh, what's on your mind? So... <laughs> You know, I, I love I love your guests and stuff, but I'm flashing back to the uh, time where all hit guys by the History Channel and ancient aliens. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't think they're fans of ancient aliens, but uh, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. I don't blame I, them. I'm really interested in hearing what he has to say. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, how do you? Uh, oh, I only took a couple notes. With all we know about the agenda, the alien agenda and holograms and everything else that might happen and stuff like that, this is a rough situation right now. You know, I want to believe in crop circles, but there's a part of me that says it's all government. You know, the technology that's out there, you know, who knows? And we're all being effed in the head about, about things left and right. So, Frank, yes, this is this is a big thing. This is something that's on a lot of people's minds. And I mean, I've actually been waiting for the fake alien invasion to be announced by our government at any time for about the last decade. So I totally understand where he's coming from. But, uh, you know, it's a valid question. Uh, How do we know that this isn't just a setup uh, for a rug pull? Right. I have to be honest. I've been in more than 100 of them. They're not fake. Um, and I'm just one of many crappies that's been in hundreds of them. Um, I have no doubt, but it's because I've experienced it. Uh, I think if you saw my films, you'd be pretty amazed at what they entail. You know, we haven't been told much because it's been so suppressed. But um, I, I have been through a lot of things in my life. Well, let's talk about the last combat and everything else that let let me believe that God is real. I know God is real. I know that in my heart. Okay, I know I feel it. <clears throat> well, Be- because there's no reason why I I should have died ten times. Well, exaggerating, but you know what I mean. <laughs> but my skepticism is, you know, I want to believe. I really do. I want to believe. But my skepticism. I just, I don't trust the government. I don't trust any of the, of the stuff they put on TV. 
Good. Well, so I'm, I'm, let me sorry, let me ladies. let me put it to you, let me put it to you this way. Self. Let me put it to you this way again, because at, at the beginning of the show, I said I'm not asking anybody to believe in aliens or anything like that, and um, the, they suggested that perhaps this is a natural earthly phenomenon that just has not been identified yet. Think about all the weird weather phenomenon that's out there or the things that people see that can't be explained that don't necessarily, you know, uh, uh, have like uh, attribution to like aliens or ghosts or something like that. I mean, is, is it too well? And we've also got physical evidence coming from these various sites. And let me ask you this, Frey and the boys, if it was the government just setting us up for a rug pull, why would they give us some uh, some technology that would allow us to be set free from whatever that uh, that new world order matrix. Why wouldn't would be. they? Well, I, why wouldn't they? Well, I'm, I, I'm asking you, I don't see why they would. I mean, because that would that would like go against their plans. That's just my thinking on it. Well, well you know, I believe we're all we don't have a clue until sure. the until the stuff all comes out. And the truth is revealed. You know, and I, I believe what the ladies are saying is true to an extent. I believe there's something to it. But uh, on its face, I don't think we're ready and know exactly how it falls into place. Sure. Well, I, I don't I, know if that makes any sense. No, I think, I think you're right. I mean, I'm like an, an evidence-based guy. You know, I mean, I, I know that there's things out there that I don't know about and that I don't understand because I haven't experienced them myself or I just haven't got the information about it. And that's why I have people from different disciplines on the show so that they can talk about the things that they've experienced or perhaps the things that they've actually had the opportunity to research. Specifically in this instance, you know, I mean, Dr. Levengood, I mean, he was a scientist of note. Yeah, I mean, uh, University University of Michigan is no slouch, yeah. you know, and um, and so and yes, again, the uh, the 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 physical evidence that comes from it. Th- these are the things that make me, uh, you know, perk up and say, like, wow, there is definitely something here that we don't understand. And as a result, I think that it's yes, worth I a conversation. Yeah. I really love the exposure. Thank you, ladies, so okay. much. All right, brother. But th- I want to say at one the same thing. Time, we have to keep it, we have to keep an open mind. Right. The reason I spoke about ufology, I think it's really important to understand how we're being set up possibly for this fake alien invasion. You've got all these major players, and all of a sudden in five years, they all start to die very quickly. The events get infiltrated, and all of a sudden they just suck. Sorry. I really loved the greats, and all of a sudden we lost... Robert O'Dean, the great, the grandfather of ufology. Wendell Stevens, the biggest library of all UFOs on Earth. Dr. Roger Lear, who has taken out the implants people had. Um, Dolores Cannon, you know, brought us a lot. Cynthia Crawford. I mean, the list went on. Stanton Friedman, Jim Mars. These are the people I worked with in film that were in well, my movies. I, I think, I think what you're combating though. Well, let me finish. Yeah, let 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 her finish her point. Go ahead. So a lot of people died in a short period of time. And to be honest, I was hit with a directed energy weapon at an airport. And I have not been the same in the last five years. So um, they really cleaned out the field of the major players. And they brought in a bunch of, in my opinion, actors running a script to completely dumb down ufology. I lived through it. 
I watched it happen, and it was absolutely grueling to lose that many friends in a short period of time and watch these clowns. I'm sorry. No, no. The new actors, the LARPs. No, you're right. CIA agents. It's all all CIA agents. (laughs) Highly promoted. Yeah. Heavily promoted. And it's just BS. And now they're talking about, you know, the secret space program and all the aliens. And they just muddied the field to prepare us, maybe, for a fake yeah, alien. So much disinformation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Freya, listen, we've got a half hour left, and we've got four more people on the line, buddy. So I want to make sure that we get everybody in. But I appreciate well, I wanted you. I want to ask one, go, one, one more thing. Go ahead. <laughs> How do you think what's, what, what's going on there in current, current events, you know, how do they meet? That's it. Thank you, Zach. Okay. Uh, Wait, I, I don't know that they guest. understood. I don't know that they understood the question. Did Did you understand what Freya was asking? I, yeah, mean? and there's no way to. It's too. That's premature. We can't know yet. We don't have all the evidence. It was one of the things that Dr. Levengood insisted on. Stop trying to draw conclusions until you have all of the evidence. And when you stay open, just like you said earlier. If you keep an open mind, one day, all that, aha, I get it, I understand. And you move from talking about belief, which is, you know, we can talk about that until Christmas and get nowhere, but you get to a point of knowing. And once you know, you can't unknow. All right. Beautiful. You're right. God bless. All right. God bless you too, brother. Thank you so much, Zach. Great great guest. I I appreciate uh, the uh, allowing me to speak. Uh, it's, it's always good to have you, my friend. Stay warm, and we'll talk to you soon. Peace. All right. Excellent. Um, and, I, okay, I thought maybe there was another donation. Let me just say thank you to Two in the Pink, Ohio Kimmy, uh, and Ohio Kimmy once more. Thank you very much for that. Next caller coming in. Caller, you're on the air. Can we get your name? And can you mute the stream in the background? Uh, this is Aaron Moriarty. Aaron Moriarty. I was hoping you were going to call in tonight. Aaron Moriarty, good to hear from me. How you doing? Oh, if I was doing any better, I'd be you. As always. <laughs> as always. So, good to hear your voice, buddy. Good to hear your voice. So, what do you think about tonight's conversation? I thought you'd be interested. I, I, oh, yeah. Very, very interested. And uh, something that uh, Penny just said uh, about keeping an open mind. You know, I had a... a, an, uh, a a newspaper quarrel or, or a back and forth with this woman here in a local newspaper years ago when I had my cable access show, the UFO show there in Moriarty. And uh, she thought that, uh, you know, uh, an open mind collects garbage. And, I, and I, I, I rebutted back. I said, yeah, but you wouldn't believe what people are throwing away these days. Ah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so anyway, um, I was talking to a very interesting guest and ex- excellent information, and I've been curious about this myself for many, many years. Uh, I was talking to a gardener, uh, a, guy, a, a farmer, and he was telling me he, he grows microplants. And he says, I, I asked him, how much dirt do you need? And he goes, very little. He said, everything that seed needs to grow into a healthy plant is inside the seed just like when we're born everything is already inside us we don't need anything injected mm. just like a seed doesn't need a dna changed so i think that's very critical here um 
also, I, I, I've seen that, that light, the lights that, that create the uh, crop circle. And some people say it was debunked. Some people say it was true. It looks real to me. And I don't doubt that some of them are actually real. Um, but I, there's a place out here in Door County, Wisconsin, that has a very intricate corn maze every year. It, it's super elaborate. And I asked the people there, how do you do this? They said, it's all done from satellite. Satellite beams the pattern down to a, a on-the-ground robot that travels around and, and cuts the path. Now, advanced uh, drones flying around could laser beam these things. It could be done. Some of them might be man-made. You know, it doesn't have to be people with ropes and boards. That's, but that's not uh, saying that all of them are because there are a lot of anomalies and the things that happen to the seeds are miraculous, wonderful stuff. I wish more people could go in crop circles. <laughs> we have crop circles in soil. We have crop circles in forests. We have crop circles in water. We have crop circles in ice. Um, you know, there's all kinds of energies coming out, leaves its print wherever it happens to go. I think I sent a picture to you, Zach, of just a, a minor a series of crop circle energies hopping up a hill, and you've probably all seen these in your backyard. Um, They are just a circle, just a ring, and it looks like the grass is either dead in that ring, depends on how powerful the energies were, or they're growing, they're growing up. The grass is growing up and is two or three times as tall as the grass inside the circle or outside the circle. And then a year or two later, there'll be a ring of mushrooms in that same area because the energies that were deposited by the energies coming out of the earth or going into the earth, um, they activate all kinds of decomposition and, and create all kinds of new possibilities. And so mushrooms come up. And the mushrooms, we've had two... I've had two instances where these pair, the pair of these lights moving lickety split up the driveway, hit the grass, hopped a couple of times. And the next year, we had, they were bigger than my dinner plates, mushrooms that were bigger than my dinner plates, which were like 10 inches across. Huge, absolutely huge. So, yeah, you can do a lot of things. Um, I It would be nice if we could use some of the satellites to do some things but you know i i just don't see them i just don't see all the crop circles or or even a significant percentage of them being created by humans coming from either (laughs) either the doug and dave type or something coming from the satellite and i certainly don't see the point of doing that in ice or in water 
Uh, you know, I've, you, you've, we've mentioned water a couple of times, and I, I, I'm really interested in that picture that you showed of the, the rings in the snow. Um, I'm reminded, uh, thinking about that, about uh, the, the experiments done by a Japanese scientist by the name of, like, uh, Dr. Uh, like Emamoto or something like that, uh, oh, experimenting yeah. with fre- yeah, yeah, frequencies being broadcast to water and then the, the, the changes that would uh, take place when they were frozen, like, you know, different uh, – uh, uh, formations of ice and you know if it was like nasty stuff like heavy metal music it would be an ugly That's ice fine. crystal you know people you know broadcasting love and happiness and it would be beautiful really cool stuff yeah those aren't true it, it's all frequency everything yeah. that exists is frequency and we are interacting with all of it and uh, I believe that's something that uh, Tesla said as well everything was like uh, uh, frequency energy and vibration or something like that yeah, he's yep. right. Yep. <laughs> All right, Aaron, uh, uh, anything else? No, just a great show, great guest. And yes, we are energy. Uh, you know, light and sound energy creates everything. I, I totally agree with that. And uh, it, it's just a fascinating subject. Uh, I just love looking at them. They're very, very beautiful things to look at and to, to behold. I've never been in one. So uh, I guess that, you know. I love to go to jolly old England, but I don't like fish and ships too bad too much. So I don't know if I will. <laughs> I'm a big fan of that Atlantic cod myself. So uh, yeah, I've never been inside one either, and I think that would be uh, a pretty pretty cool experience for sure. All you right, could, brother, you could broadcast from one. Oh, dude, you could yeah, broadcast from one. Yeah, it <laughs> probably would not Great. work. <laughs> well, Rumble also doesn't have uh, live streaming from the phone, so I don't know. Maybe it'll happen in the future. All right. So, Aaron, tell everybody where they can find you. I'm at uh, Truth Quest with Aaron Moriarty. I'm on Rumble. i got a show Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and sometimes Sunday with Andrew D. Bishago. He's got his own show on my channel. So look it up. There's eight, 19 shows with him. He's the chrononazi. You know, uh, time traveling, teleportation, dude. And we talk about everything. It's a hangout. It's, it's fun. So come on, enjoy yourselves. I'm on, I'm on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Truth Social, too. Okay. Excellent stuff. Truth Quest with Aaron Moriarty. Have a great night, Aaron. Good to hear from you. Peace in. Peace right. in. Peace in. We'll see you, buddy. All right. We've got our next caller, and I think this is Casey. Casey, make sure you mute that stream. Hey, good hey. evening, Zach, and uh, welcome uh, to your two lovely ladies. Zach always gets the hottest chicks on the show. <laughs> so. I, uh, I'm also throwing up on screen right now um, one of those photos of some plants uh, that appear to have uh, slightly more vigor than uh, the other ones. Um, this is the one with uh, you've got a control set on the left and then set number two. It starts out G29 as a designation and then looks like maybe there's a date, 2-2-2009. Uh, not sure exactly who sent this over. Oh, Penny, I think that you sent this over. There are some wimpy-looking plants on the left and then some really healthy-looking plants on the right. Um, was this from uh, one of these circles, or was this from an experiment in the lab by Dr. Levengood? I think you're probably talking about the two different corn corn seedlings. Does no, it look like uh, you know what they could be corn seedlings. I'm not a farmer. I don't know what it looks like when it's <laughs> when it's small, but it just looks like some some. It looks like bean sprouts. It kind of looks like bean sprouts. Kind of looks like bean sprouts. So yeah, maybe, okay. maybe. Hang on, I have to, I'd have to look. Uh, up. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, while you're doing that, Casey, what's up, buddy? Good to hear from you. 
Well, you know, this is kind of right up my alley in the sense that I am a horticulturalist, uh, certified master gardener, and I just, first of all, I just have to, on this platform, go after some of the deniers in all the realms, but uh, particularly Patrick Gunnell, he's a, uh, he's an anti-virus conspiracist. He mm-hmm. doesn't believe that the COVID-19 was a virus, and he doesn't believe viruses exist. And I'm just going to do a factual extrapolation that the Dutch, at the height of the empire, uh, they grew tulips as currency. And the way they would actually variate the colors was by introducing viruses. So that virus maze is a great example, if we're going on a extrapolation, that viruses do exist. They are a part of nature, whether we like them or not, but not all viruses are bad, especially in the case of the Dutch. Uh, But in the extent of, I got to ask you ladies, first of all, I got to, compliment patty on her relationship with jan her voice is uh enthralling and uh, it's just it's memorizing as mesmerizing and it's just it's perfect for her uh compilations and the end of the cabal and all the videos that she does she seems like a very smart and once again very sexy lady <laughs> but anyhow uh just going on the uh the constants and the pattern recognition what have you seen in the sense of topographical? You said that a lot of these crop circles and the ones that have been verified and not fakes. What are you seeing on a latitudinal, longitudinal? Uh, it sounds like most of them are in England or, you know, the United Kingdom. Um, what are you seeing as constants in the sense of are they happening at a certain time? Are they happening during a full moon, a half moon, no moon? What are the constants that are running through your research to say, okay, we can probably predict at 4.34 in the morning of a full moon that a crop circle is going to pop up? Well, we talked about they're all sitting over an aquifer of water, some form of water, and almost all are sitting on a ley line, which is an energy line of increased spiritual frequency. So those are two things that are very constant. I don't know about longitude and latitude, but when we discuss it, the epicenter has been in Wiltshire, England for decades. We're not acknowledging that they're also happening all around the world. They're just not being documented and shared, you know, with um, periodicals. So a lot of us researchers don't know that there's one in Poland or one in Czechoslovakia or Brazil, but there are. So they are happening all over the world, but the most documented are always in southern England. They have been. But what was interesting was 2019, uh, actually 20, 2015, the farmers stopped being friendly. They stopped letting us in the crop circles graciously, and um, they kind of shut us down, and it turned out, that the government had come in and said they needed to keep the researchers out if they wanted their monthly uh, money from the government, their monthly stipend. <laughs> so uh, they they stopped being friendly, and that's when I stopped filming. I'd already done 10 years from 2006 to 16, 
making movies. So I was kind of done, but it really changed where um, we weren't allowed in anymore. Some of the crop circles, the farmers were actually asked, mow them out, you know, like as soon as you discover them, destroy the pattern. And um, I was in one that uh, the farmer mowed out. And what was interesting was the very next day, the circle maker herself, the earth, spit all these other patterns, like in the same field. They had ruined this one formation, and all of a sudden the field was just covered with all these other pictures. And I looked at the image, and I thought, you know, they're kind of sloppy. It doesn't really make sense. And then I went in the formation, and they were meticulous. The lays were really incredible. So here the picture wasn't great, but the formation was, and the energy was really strong. And I went in that formation that night um, with my friend Monique Klickenberg. And um, she was like, what do you mean you want to go in at night? And I said, let's do it. So we went into this crop circle at dusk, and um, carelessly, I was, you know, from America, so I would do just about anything. I wasn't, you know, just drive down the road or a few hours to get there. I had to fly across uh, to Europe. So for me, I really wanted to take advantage of every moment. And now it's dusk, it's sunset, and we're heading into the, this formation that it was pretty amazing during the day. And I said, hey, shortcut, let's go in. And she said, no, 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 I'm going in the entry. So I went through this shortcut, and I don't know what hit me, but all of a sudden um, I looked down in my skirt, and my shirt were covered in these huge white balls and I thought, oh, what did I walk through? And um, they started to move up my shirt. And it was these enormous white tarantulas. I had walked through a web. Oh, oh God. <laughs> they were yeah. everywhere. Oh. And there I was in a skirt and a tank top that was like tight neck that I had to pull over. <laughs> so my friend Monique is coming in the circle. She's like, Patty. And I said, help. Shit. Excuse me. I'm not. So um, I'm now stripping down. You know, I dropped my skirt and I saw them scamper off. And then I got the shirt off, which was the worst, to take it over my head. And I just threw my clothing and I stood there like, oh, God, please. And I did see them scamper away. They wanted to go back into the the uh, corn. But, oh, my gosh. And um, I looked up like white tarantula. They were big. There were lots of them, probably I don't know, 50 at least on me. It was it was quite something. And I didn't panic. It was like, how could I not panic? And I couldn't find anything about white, large spiders in the fields. I, I kind of freaked out. And Penny said, maybe they weren't spiders after all. <laughs> so I don't know. Are, are, you, are you seeing any type of crop circles? at like uh, junior maturity or is it always at the end of the growth cycle or three quarters through the growth cycle? Is it only happening at certain times of the year? And I do want to talk about uh, the space art in either Peru or Utah. Yeah, good question. When you see an image of a crop circle and it's green, that's April, May. When you see a crop circle that's starting to go a little bit toward brown, that's June, July, probably more July, August when a really tan, it's August, and that's when they're going to mow the fields out. But when you see a tan crop circle that's really amazing and ornate, which I've seen plenty, 
Those, I mean, you just take the wheat and you bend it, it's going to break. Good luck bending the brown and tan brittle uh, crop. Yeah. I'd like to add um, something just there. The- Go ahead, Penny. Absolutely. Um, I just, um, I what I hear in your question is looking for some way to predict. And I think we have to get away from that a little bit in order to move into this new world of energy that uh, Love and Good has really uncovered or has helped to uncover. It's all very, very dynamic. It's all dependent on consciousness. It's all dependent on what's happening with the plasma within the earth, uh, on, you know, on the earth, around the earth, etc. And, and there really isn't any way to quote predict except to say, if I go over there and like Patty did and sit there with my camera and project with my consciousness, which other people have done, we want to see a crop circle with this and they draw it on a piece of paper. The group draws out the design they want to see. And the next day it's there. That's a, you can say, okay, they kind of predicted it. But we have to move away from that to be much more dynamic. And we can, I think we are still in the early stages of collecting information. We will get to a point. Well, absolutely. Where we can say, okay, we're beginning to see that the conditions are ripe. We'll see what happens. It's, that's as far as we can go at this point. All right. And Casey, I, this has got to well, be your my, fi- final, final question because we're almost at the end of the show and I've got one person left on the line. So go ahead. Absolutely. Well, my my question then now is with less organic uh, drawings, if you will. And first of all, I didn't think that was an octopus. I thought that was a jellyfish, but that's just my view. Uh, in the Peruvian deserts, as you've seen the, you know, the drawings of the animals, and they look like they've been done from space, obviously, or, you know, just some sort of projection, if you will. Um, but also the Utah Flats. The, I think it's called a, a Medela, and it's a very unique geometric uh, shape uh, that goes back to, say, Persian Indian temples on the tile on, on the floor. And it was a drawing that they were doing thousands of years ago, but all of a sudden it showed up, I want to say, in the 70s in, in Utah. So you've got less organic, but it's still a pattern that, you know, it doesn't look like it's done by humans. Uh, my one hypothesis is areas like that, Peru and now England, the entire earth, and I'm guessing neither of you are obviously flat earthers, but uh, the globe that we're on is actually a tetrahedron, which is uh, the inter- inter- uh, three-sided pyramids, one up, one down, and that's what the earth is, the uh, pyramids were built on one of those spots, one of the spikes of the tetrahedron. I'm just curious in relationship to England, Peru, Utah, are those also happening at the spikes? Um, Are they at the highest elevation, the peaks of the tetrahedron that the earth may actually be on? I know it's a lot, but... (laughs) Scientifically, there is no way that we have that information. So we can speculate for forever, but... Um, we we're just beginning, so you know, hold that. Maybe you should do that research. There you go, <laughs> and come up with the answer. Good stuff. All right, Casey. The tetrahedron is one of the hardest shapes to reproduce. Yeah, uh, it, cool. it looks like a four dimensional 
uh, Jewish star. And uh, like I say, I think it's holds like the it. key to everything. And my thoughts and prayers are going for the people in Israel yeah, right now. Absolutely. Hopefully it won't be a, a spiritual end. So, right. Crazy stuff anyhow, over there. Ladies, well, great. Thank you for the answers. And uh, keep up the good research. Thank you. Thanks. Have a great night, brother. We'll talk to you soon. All right. And our final guest here tonight, Bruce Q. Wayne, uh, Anarchist Owl, also said uh, there's an account on Instagram called Veda Austin Water water and it will hold form with very articulate shapes water is memory also tell vector to email me back or message me back on telegram vector message anarchist owl i've talking to him on telegram before so that is his account and it's good to see you again buddy again uh bruce uh, what's going on man how you doing good to see you same here brother zach same here um i'm just recuperating from a very nasty car accident i'm lucky to be on wednesday uh, i wound up in the hospital um, x-rayed my whole left side. Anyway, that's not why we're here. Let's okay. move on. Okay. Ladies, thank you so much for coming. You and I will talk later, Zach, another day, another time. But Excellent. Thank you for what you do. Um, I am currently dating an international artist from Peru. Um, and I have been dying to go to Peru to see the crop circles. I was there already once. Um, and we went to the, uh, Uruba, I can't pronounce it. It's the Urubamaba, uh, Peruvian potato fields. It looks like a giant crop circle, but it's actually layered hmm. from in, from outer to inner, uh, going down. It, is that a considered a crop circle of, uh, unnatural means or was that made by the Incan Indians? Do you have any sauce on that? I don't. We um, anything that's happened since Lefty died, we really haven't. Linda, had, Linda Mal or Linda, <laughs> Linda uh, Moltenhow has kept up with reporting, and she does a great job. But um, the research, I don't think anybody has picked up where Lefty, you know, where he dropped off. So, um, but I have to say that if it's a layered circle, it's probably natural. Okay. Without having seen it, you know, it just strikes me as, no, you don't get that kind of layering unless you have that kind of different kinds of patterns in the plasma, in the plasma vortice. Okay, so not considered not considered a real crop circle. It was probably made by the Incan Indians who were farming the land? No, it would be, it would be a crop circle. <laughs> I mean, if depending on... You know, without having ever seen it, um, it, there's just no way I would even be willing to speculate. But if it is layered um, and you have stuff woven beautifully, you don't do that. In with Humans don't do that. I mean, why bother? If it's potatoes, you're growing them to eat, not make pretties right. out of them. Right. Well, they were. They were using different levels to grow different types of potatoes. But I'm curious to know is if the the the... Shape was there first, and then they created the the levels to use for okay. the food. Hmm. Um, okay, so I'll just make a quick comment. I don't know how much time we have left, but I have had messages from my people about growing vegetables in certain patterns, hmm. and that those patterns then add energy to the crop. So they may have picked up, you know, some idea similar and are pursuing that. 
If you go okay. there and be interested in what you observe, take yeah. some pictures. I was, I was going to say bring a drone if it's that big. You can get some there good go. photos. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. huge. It's wow. huge. We actually visited the site when we were there with my family for my son, my youngest son's bar mitzvah. And they told us that it was the potato fields, but they didn't tell us how it was created. So mm-hmm. I'm really curious about that. Um, but to diverge off of uh, what the last caller mentioned, the shape of the tetrahedrons, it's called a markaba. And you'll, it is a three-dimensional Jewish star, if yeah. you want to consider yeah. it such. And it's supposed to be a symbol and a, a source of power and energy. Um, I, I wear one in, uh, in Tiger's Eye, the brownstone Tiger's Eye, on a regular basis. And uh, I, feel, I feel energy of my own source. And, of course, I leave it in the sun to absorb energy. But I truly believe that we are all part of one energy, you know, the force is with us kind of thing. Sure, sure. And that this this is real and that we need to really focus more on the sources of energy because the more positive energy we put out in the world, the more positive energy will reverberate back to us. Um, and that's with everything we do, which that's is right. why I'm, I'm very, I try to keep a positive outlook on everything in life and with my family and friends, especially my Foxhole family, as uh, Zach can attest to. Yes. Uh, I love you, brother. You, I love you, you too, man. Oh, man. You saved my life. Um, as far as the uh, crop circles that you mentioned earlier, uh, the farmer, I just have to make a comment. The farmers that actually messed up the crop circles, um, the luminescent essence of energy that recreated the other ones around it, basically is saying payback's a bitch. F you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <it is. laughs> That's how I see it. <laughs> yeah. Other Aaron Moriarty, Zach. Thank you for uh, assisting him in the past. Absolutely. Um, Zach is Zach is one of the OGs, like Zach and me. Yeah. Um, we 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 love you, Aaron. Um, but as far as the shapes go, it, the geometric shapes we understand that, that there's a reason for them, like the Markaba, that brings a center to the center of the circle, a source of energy. It's a focal point, whatever you want to call it. What about the ones that are odd-shaped ones, like in Peru, the one of the monkey, or the one of the phoenix, or the one of the lizard, or the gecko? What is the what? What is the core sense of that energy? Where would you consider the core? Why would they do something like that instead of the the geometric patterns? What's the purpose of the cartoonish picture? The the Earth speaks to her people in a language we all understand. So she does pictograms because. Everybody knows what a hummingbird is. Everybody knows what a jellyfish is. Or an octopus. Sure, sure. Um, And we all have different perceptions. We might see it differently, but we all see it. So pictograms tell a picture story. Mathematics are for people that are, you know, dedicated that way. But I really believe it's the way she's communicating with her people and everything else flying over and everybody around the world understands an image um, in the same way, not in the same communication, um, like they're going to get the same picture, but pretty neat that we can all look at this and say, wow, masterpiece. But it's another thing when you get the information that it's meant to deliver. I do believe they're absolutely real. I know with how much um, effort was made to hide my work still tomorrow, um, that it is really important information. Um, 
My movie, The Shift Has Hit the Fan, was about all the free energy technologies. So, um, you know, I'm sorry if it bothers people that, you know, we're bringing the truth forward, but there's never been a more important time. So I just want to throw out my website is CropCircleFilms with an S dot com. I also want to throw out that I'm one of the only survivors of the original ufology. And I'm just going to say that um, something saved my life, this miracle molecule, C60 Evo. This is what I do now. Zach uses it. Penny uses it. And um, I really believe that it's how I'm still alive when I lost most of my friends in the field. Janet Osobart still alive, yippee. <laughs> um, but I'll tell you, it's been like almost a shooting range. Uh, watching people go down. So I'm super grateful to be here. Love being on your show, Zach. Absolutely. I, a great audience. And um, to be able to do all this work with Penny Kelly, after all the crop circles I was in, I still knew nothing. This is the film that she and I are together in, Crop Circle Diaries. And um, if anybody goes to my website, I've got eight movies they're all in one box for half the price if you want the whole collection. But um, even my music, I played harp for 33 years. Hmm. So all my music was in my soundtracks. But they even hacked my music. Oh, God. Like what? Harp music? You know? I mean, what? Angel speak? Like you're going <laughs> to... You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm yep. sorry. I just... I've been through it to the point where I don't even look at ufology. But if they do pull an alien invasion, I'm going to say they really set it up by cleaning the field of all the greats that were telling the truth in times of universal deceit. And they brought in a bunch of crooks. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, just, that's, I mean, you couldn't pay me to really re watch much ufology today. Um, and I'm sorry if these events have people that are still really nice. There's not a lot of people that are the originals. And it's not like we all died because we were old. We died. <laughs> they died. I well, survived, but uh, it hasn't been easy. They did the same thing in uh, uh, homeopathy as well. I mean, uh, natural medicine, there was just a whole spate of doctors being murdered a couple of years ago. And, uh, you know, they've also infiltrated the podcasting space, too. Not on this program, uh, but there are plenty of them out there. All right. Before I get final thoughts from you, ladies, Bruce, I want you to tell everybody where they can find you, where they can watch you as well. Thank you very much. Before we before we get into that, real quick, I just want to say, Patty, Penny, thank you very much for coming tonight and staying on with us and, and teaching us about these things. I do want to tell you that in Peru, the Inca Indians have a name for Mother Earth. It's called Pachamama. Pachamama. And they pray to Pachamama. And my girlfriend happens to be Quechua. She is Inca Indian. And once I, once I get uh, over there, I will be visiting those crop circles and the Andes region. Oh, that's so awesome. I'll keep you posted on that, Zach. Good but, stuff. Uh, as, far as, finding, as far as finding me, I'm Bruce Q. Wayne, or a.k.a. known as the Batman. You can find me on Three Beermen here on uh, Red uh, on Red Pill. On Foxhole. <laughs> on Phil.net. <laughs> on Rumble. 
and uh, DLive. So God bless you all. Thank you very much, Zach. Love you, brother. We'll talk soon. Much We're going to be down in Florida in November and December, so I'm going to get in touch with you. You let me know. We'll get some dinner. All right. Much love, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. All right. And then Boozer said, wow, please have these ladies back on to go into the consciousness aspect. I loved her answer, and she looked like she had way more to say. That may be the best tease for a future episode ever. LOL. Yes, I definitely want to do that. And before I get your final thoughts, there is one uh, other set of pictures, uh, Penny, that you had sent over, which looks uh, like someone was burned in their bed. And I'm wondering if you can explain to us what we're seeing here. It's like the imprint of a person melting into their sheets almost. Well, we didn't get to talk about that. That's, I guess maybe we'll have to. Come okay, back save it, save it, again. save it for part two. Save it for part yeah. two, and we'll schedule but that after. Right, that's exactly what that picture is. Some okay, are picking up a, a friend of ours, and um, that's what happened to the bed and, and the ceiling. Yes, and the ceiling. I'm showing that here. You can see clearly it's the imprint of a body in the bed and in the ceiling. All right, so keep that in mind, everybody, for when we come back to do part two. Okay, so, um, Patty, we got your website. We got some final thoughts from you. Penny, can you also tell people where they can find you and your work, and can we get your final thoughts? Um, Yeah, I can be found at pennykelly.com. That's my website where you can buy my books if you want a digital copy. If you want a physical book, you got to go to Amazon. Mm -hmm. Um, I wrote about all this in Consciousness and Energy Volume 2, which is the book I did with Dr. Levengood. And uh, actually, hang on. (laughs) I actually have a a copy right here. There you go. And so... um, the uh, and then I'm on Patreon. Penny Kelly is just the Patreon. Um, YouTube is Penny Kelly underscore official, and then I'm on Rumble and BitChute and Odyssey and all the podcasts. And so you can find me there. I teach classes and I love teaching. I'm teaching people how to develop and use the gift of consciousness, intuition, and uh, getting well again naturally because I'm a naturopathic physician okay so excellent excellent all right well both of you thank you so much i really appreciate you being here with us tonight final thank yous to michelle ann and michelle ann who said excellent job zach and then pj carr says amazing amazing show rp always bringing the best thank you so much and then napkinator also says top notch show zach and thank you to penny and patty all right you guys uh tomorrow is sunday so i'll be having the day off so i hope that everybody here has an opportunity to enjoy some quality time with their friends or loved ones boozer also says can i get some of these photos blown up for my wall if not i think one can them later they're on my website they're in yeah. the book. They're in the book. Oh, that's an even better reason to buy the book. Okay, yeah. so yeah, pick up the book, you guys, and then you'll be able to see all of them. Uh, right. Okay, so I passed out the gold pills, uh, and then that's it. I'll see you guys Monday at 5 p.m. Thank you both uh, for being here, and we'll schedule something uh, in the coming months because I think I'm booked until December, but we'll get it on the books. Everybody at home, good luck, and God bless. We'll see you Monday.
When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.